Hello and welcome to the Helping Organisations Thrive podcast. This is your host, Julian Roberts. This podcast is to provide leaders with insights, discussions and robust strategies to help their companies thrive in these challenging times. We will be interviewing business leaders, owners and experts in the field of business resilience. Welcome to Helping Organisations Thrive. Uh, My guest today is uh, Claire Chandler. Welcome, Claire. Thank you, Julian. It's great to be here. So I'm going to uh, introduce you to the audience uh, so they know who you, more about you, but we're obviously going to ask you some questions and, and get to know you in a, in a real sort of meaningful way. So uh, you are the architect of Profitable Swagger. Uh, you are a business growth and strategic leadership advisor. Uh, you're a founder, you're a keynote speaker, and you're an author of uh, two books. So uh, more than an expert on here, which is what I like to have. And I'm very privileged and honored to have you. And um, it's wonderful to, that you sort of gave it your time to sort of be on the show today. So uh, the first question, and as I always ask my guests, because I'm, I'm really interested in what makes them buzz and what gets them out of bed in the morning is, um, what do you love about what you do? Mm, you know, I honestly love the the breakthroughs. There's this this magical moment that happens when I work with clients on aligning their leadership and helping them improve their focus and helping them get closer to achieving their mission. Um, But I do all of that, not so much by what I bring in, but what I draw out of the clients, right? And there's always this moment that I live for where a client just sort of, you see that light go on within them. And it's not it's not so much the, you know, the realization, it's the breakthrough that comes through that realization, that aha moment, that the answers that they've been struggling to find were within them all along. Um, so that's what gets me, you know, leaping out of bed in the morning to do what I do. Fantastic. So seeing people uh, realize that moment that then creates the transformational or the executional piece that will take them on. Um, in their own, under their own steam, because obviously you, you don't stick yeah. around in terms of that sort of context. That's the that's the plan is to is to get rid of me so that they can sort of do this on their own and, and continue the journey in the right direction. That's right. Yeah, and how are you in terms of facilitating that? How, how are you doing that with clients? Have you got any sort of any sort of recent examples? Obviously, obviously confidential, but that would elicit that sort of breakthrough moments. Yeah, you know, the, the starting the starting point for me with every client is is the same, albeit unique, you know, for their own situation, but it's always about clarity of mission. And that always sounds very simplistic when I say that, but you would be surprised how many companies have have lost their way, have lost sight of what is that horizon that they're striving for. Mm-hmm. Um and, you know, especially in, in, in the year that we're living in, in the age that we're living in, um, it is so easy to get distracted by the near-term noise and conflicts and crises. Um, so, so bringing that leadership, um, you know, the executive team on down back together and refocusing them on where they are trying to get to over the long haul Um is so so important in getting getting them refocused on that clarity. That is foundational, um, mm-hmm. not just to surviving as a business, 
but to, you know, to, to thriving and sustaining growth over the long term. So that is always my starting point with any client is, is getting to that, uh, that mission clarity. And that's really important because I think a lot of organizations have mission, vision, whatever you want to call it uh, in terms of, uh, and either they don't believe it or they don't know it uh, or it, was created a long time ago and they just don't buy into it and you know it also ties into our own purpose but in an, an organization it's so important to get that clarity because it's something when things are not going as they seem to and it's been a year of things not going as they seem to your mission always stays the same broadly it's just the how bits how you're getting there may have changed instead of going to a client now face to face you'll go online yeah. so it's just the yeah. execution piece is very different. I, I agree that, that that starting point is important because I think often people run away trying to do all the, the strategies and, and then you end up with this almost not headless chicken, but slightly fragmented approach. Um, yeah. Now, we, we are in an interesting year and uh, we can't not, uh, not talk about it because um, we just talked offline a minute ago how this is really a, a long haul, really. You know, what we're in now is not a, a short-term crisis. It's a long-term crisis. And I'd be really interested to understand from your perspective and also perhaps some of your clients you've been working with, how we can help motivate our teams, our individuals in our organizations right now. Because it's pretty tough, you know, uh, in the UK, we've just gone into a lockdown again. And there's various other things happening around the world. And it's how do you keep people going from a personal point of view, but also from an organization? And I think it's a, I think it's something to be really valuable to sort of explore a little bit more. Yeah. And, and this is a conversation I'm having with every new client and every existing client. Um, you know, we, we were talking offline about, you know, where we were back in March and a lot of people were, assuming or planning for or just being hopeful that this was going to be a very short-term blip. If you recall in the beginning, this was going to be a two-week nuisance that disrupted our lives, right? Uh, and now we'll, we'll be lucky if it's in our rearview mirror in two years. Um, and, I, and I think, you know, I'm a very optimistic person, but I think that the realist side of me has to acknowledge that the ripple effect of this, even if there's a vaccine, um, you know, by the end of the year, the ripple effect of this will will be felt for years to come. So I'm having this conversation with 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 new clients, with existing clients, um, and they've all kind of gotten to the same bit of self discovery, which is, wow, you know, when when things really did hit the fan in the spring, and it became apparent that this was not going to be a two week disruption, but a much more long term. Um, challenge and crisis that we have to live and operate our business in parallel with, right? Um, that point of self-discovery was, you know, the team really came together beautifully um, to do a lot of firefighting, right? And we hear that so often that companies are very good at fighting the fire that's directly in front of them, right? Marshalling the resources, putting aside their, you know, their petty squabbles and complaints and getting things done. And every one of those clients who's, who is at that point of self-discovery is also realizing that while we are great at firefighting, it's a skill we've, we've clearly always had, but it's burning us out. 
it is, you know, there, there is only so long that that rush of adrenaline will be something that we can rely upon. And at some point we are going to get to the point of um, not just fatigue that we keep operating in this firefighting mode, but absolute burnout. Um, so every client that I'm having this conversation with is, is now at the point where they're saying, okay, we have to shift gears again. It can't be all about just fighting the fire that's directly in front of us or whatever fires or flames that the pandemic is continuing to, you know, to ignite. We have to get back to that long-term view and that long-term planning because this knocked us back on our heels for a bit. But we have to get back to the business that we were in and find a better way to work together, to, to grow, to remain profitable, to scale, all of those things with and through the, the, the resources and the talents and the energy and the efforts of our people. And if they're going to be burnt out, then we, we can't achieve that. So that's the conversation that um, I'm, I'm having literally with, with all of my clients. Now, how do we, um, how do we get back to business, so to speak? Um, so it's, you know, it, it's always been, you know, to me, that strategic mindset, that long-term vision and planning toward that goal, right? Shaping strategies that are truly long-term. Um, you know, I always laugh at companies who, who say, oh, we've got this, this long-term strategic plan. Well, how far out does it go? Oh, it goes until, you know, at least 18 months. <laughs> that's not a long-term strategy, right? And that's not going to get you, um, you know, to where you need to be. So that, that is a key gap for a lot of, um, a lot of those same companies that are finding that they have been super effective at firefighting um, mm. are really seeing and feeling and suffering from the gap in their long-term strategic thinking. Okay, so it's going from that short-term firefighting, which we, we've all been doing and a lot of organisations have been doing, and I think it's starting to, I guess, getting back to, not using the word business, but more long-term lifting your gaze a bit further out. Um, now, I, I agree with that, but I guess I think what people find really difficult is because you know, I did a lot of stuff with businesses where we were just looking at 90 days. This was about six months ago, which was good yeah. enough because of the context yeah. we were in and, and things are starting to settle. And I think you're right to, it's not being negative. It's not being unrealistic. And I, my, my definition of optimism is, is, is rooted in reality, but now right. having a view on the future that's positive. That That's how I, it's not pine and sky type of thing. So how do we get people into that place where, the, the away from the firefighting and starting to plan a little bit more, a bit further out, even though they look out further out and they just can't see a way through and they just see a mass of uncertainty still. How do we sort of help that or or, or do we plan with uncertainty? I mean, how do we sort of reconcile that? Because it, it is quite difficult. And, I you know, having worked in many businesses where we do your three, five-year strategic plan and, you know, update every year type of thing, now... I mean, the landscape is changing very much by the, the week now in terms of yeah. how do we get to that place with leaders? It's really, it's a, I'm really intrigued at your thoughts on that. Yeah, it, it's, it is so, to, to say it's difficult as an understatement, it is so difficult to <clears throat> remain optimistic, right? As a, as a business, certainly as leaders of that business, um, but we have to. 
right? And y- you you used a very good combination there. You said, re- you know, optimistic with some realism. Um, this can't be rose-colored glasses. Oh, everything's going to be all right in the end. Wishful mm-hmm. thinking, right? Um, you can be optimistic, but your optimism has to be fueled by a plan. Um, and, you know, th- this is where um, playing for the long game really does become um, not just a priority, but an essential element for survival, right? That, and and here's the thing, um, every single business, if you've been in business for long enough, you have come across some sort of a setback, a crisis, a challenge, and never before have we on a global scale been Mm -hmm. up against something that is so, um, universally uh, impacting business, but also so universally shared as a challenge, mm-hmm. right? If you look around at, at, at what's going on and we promised each other we were not going to go down the political road, but just in terms of, of, of you know, all of this, all of the disruptions in the market, in the economy, um, you know, on the global scale, um, it's so easy to get pulled into the, the, the near-term negative and that near-term firefighting, mm-hmm. that's not where the optimism is, right? The optimism is in looking down the road and seeing the horizon and reconnecting with why that was so important to pursue in the first place. Mm-hmm. And again, it's, it's you know, there's this concept of it's simple but not easy, right? Um, you know, you were talking about uh, the, the why a company's purpose may not uh, significantly change over the years. Um, I would suspect for a lot of businesses, the opposite is true because of what the pandemic has done, has knocked the world off its axis, right? So, you know, that that first step of, of mission clarity or refocus or reclarifying or either even redefining what we are in business to accomplish um, has to happen because it may have changed, right? So one of two things, pretty much has happened either because of our short-term firefighting, we have lost sight of that long-term horizon Mm. or because of this global fire that we are fighting, that long-term horizon is no longer important to us, achievable to us, Mm. et cetera. Right. Um, You were, you were looking for an example before. So I was sitting with a client, uh, a relatively new client. um, And in the beginning of the year, we sat down in person because you could still do that at that time. And we, you know, we were talking about that first step of, of mission clarity and we were in a room where literally their, their mission statement and their core values were, were hanging on a, on a very nice sign on the wall. Um, this is the same mission and same core values that they have had since the founding of the company, uh, you know, a, a, a couple of decades ago. Um, and, you know, when I asked them, does everyone in your company believe in, understand, you know, embrace that mission? demonstrate those values and see a connection between what they bring to the table and how it advances the mission. Um, <clears throat> you know, the, 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 the leaders of the company kind of turned around and looked at the, looked at the sign to, to re-familiarize themselves, right. To kind of remind themselves <laughs> what that actually said, but then said, yeah, you know what, it's been a while since we've looked at that. We probably need to take a fresh look at, you know, that statement. And and that's where you call a, a sort of a flag on the play, right? Because your mission shouldn't be a statement. Your mission should be a um, you know a, a beacon, right? A guiding mm. principle, something that you mm. measure every single decision you make, every person you hire, every communication you issue around. Does this advance our mission? 
Um, so, you know, th- this is a, this is a transformative year for every business, for every country, for every individual. And it is incumbent upon all of us to re-examine, you know, is, is that horizon still relevant, still important to us? If the answer is yes, then let's use this as an opportunity to bring everyone back together and to re, um, readjust what it means to get there, why that's important and how we do it, because obviously that has changed for, for, mm. for most companies. If the answer is no, that's also an exciting opportunity because again, you want to bring everyone together and say, let's reevaluate based on where we are, where we've come from, where we truly want to go and how we get there. Um, so that's how you kind of lead forward with optimism by, by seizing whatever that answer is, you know, mm-hmm. is, is our purpose still valid or is it not as an opportunity to bring people together? Um, you know, a crisis like this, a crisis that is even more localized, um, you know, as an optimistic person, I always look for the silver lining. I always look for where's the opportunity in the crisis. And here is a, a, a huge opportunity for every business, every company, every team, and every leadership um, structure to bring their people together and help unify them mm. and get them focused on a horizon that they feel like they had a meaningful role in determining. Mm. Wow, that's some um, very powerful stuff. I like that. It's really insightful. It's interesting. We went almost back to the very start of our conversation about getting mission clarity, which feels to me one of the most powerful things to do, which sets your sail to where you're going to right now and and gives you that long-term view. Um, And then I guess it's, I guess working back on that, and this is where I think organizations have got to be a little bit more agile is yes, you have that mission and you have a, a plan. And I think by doing the whole process of planning a three, five year, creates that more of a mindset of future thriving positive going towards something being more creative it it does something with a a sense of because i do a lot of resilience work with a sense of but it might not be as we expected you know five years ago when you did a plan there's probably a little bit more certainty not always on the market you're in of how you're going to deliver stuff and we navigated along but now there might be a little bit more uncertainty and just being a bit more agile, I guess, in that approach and be more flexible, that's, but still having that sight on that mission clarity. Um, you talked about in that, in that organization where they obviously all turned around thinking, checking, <laughs> what is it again? Oh, yeah, there, that's, that's it. Yeah. Um, Every company all, does that. That was just the most all, recent. We, exactly. We've always done that. So, once you've got that mission clarity and whether you've re-established it because of the context we're in now, how do you sort of get it to become more of a living thing? Because mm. it's right. It, it can come a statement. I know it gets written down. It gets put on website. And that, that's important. And words are important. But how does it become a, a thing, a culture, a way of doing things and a way of checking that are we – is this a line? How, how yeah. do we get that in, in an organization? Yeah. Um, so there's there's really two main ways. The, the the first way you do that is by involving as many people as possible in in the formulation of that mission, or at least in the validation of that mission. So you know, with a with a lot of companies, that mission is already 
well-established. It's, it's communicated, you know, to your point on the website and on posters on the wall, et cetera. Um, but it, it doesn't become a living, breathing thing until and unless the people in your organization truly feel and see a connection between what they do, the skills they have, the passion that they have, and how that's going to contribute toward the achievement of that mission. So that's the first piece is to, uh, if you're forming or revalidating a mission, involve as many people in your organization as possible. Um, you, you largely will not be able to involve everyone, but at some point, you then need to carry that message throughout the organization, make sure that there is buy-in. And it's not a, this is where we're going, you're either on the bus or you're not. It's, this is where we're going, this is why it matters to us, and this is how it should matter to you because there's a connection there, right? Um, mm. So that's that's kind of piece number one, fundamental number one. The second way is once you have established that mission and once you've either um, created it or, or, or clarified it, um, it absolutely has to become a living, breathing um, GPS, right? A, a, a guidance system for every single thing that you do. And I, I, that sounds hyperbolic, but it is absolutely fundamental. If that is truly your why, your purpose, your long-term horizon, right? The, the, mm. the holy grail that you are pursuing, it should and must serve as a filter, right? Serve as a, uh, a, a measuring stick. Mm. Does this decision, right? So every decision you have, um, you know, in terms of, of strategies that come into play, planning, um, mm. investments that you make, clients that you engage with, employees that you hire, um, how you advance people, how you set, you know, performance mm. expectations, how you, uh, expectations, how you deliver feedback, all of that should constantly come back to, does this align with and help advance our mission? And if the answer is no, then why, why would you do it, right? So that mission clarity, um, I always harp on that. In every conversation I have, mm -hmm. I harp on that because it is so foundational and it's so fundamental. Mm -hmm. If that's truly going to be, you know, your, your, your guidance, uh, your, your guiding principle, your guidance, mm -hmm. uh, you know, measuring stick, it has to enter into every conversation. It has to be um, what you hold yourself accountable to. So those are those are really the, the the two kind of key elements to making sure that that is a living, breathing um, way of life within your business. Yeah, and it's creating that sort of culture, so that connection, i.e., people buy into it or become part of it, depending on their contributes. And then I like that using it as a um, some sort of GPS, uh, as perhaps significant decisions. Does this what we're doing align to where we're going? Basically, right. um, it sounds really simple and. <laughs> and really obvious because um, I do it myself. I, my own purpose is is to unlock leadership potential of a hundred thousand leaders. That's my my purpose mission. So everything I do, and I, I don't always, but often I'm out somewhere and thinking, does this really add to that? And I go, no, it doesn't. So that I stop doing it. Yeah, and it's yeah. So that it, that's a really valuable thing. Just out of curiosity, what is your sort of mission and sort of purpose in whether it's personally or business wise? Yeah. So, uh, well, per personally, my mission is to is, is to live as full of a life as I possibly can, right? And share share my gifts with the world. Um, you know, with, wow, with everything 
are. So yeah, so that's kind of my my personal mission, and that of course um, infects and informs what I do as a you know as a as a solopreneur and as a founder and all of that. Mm. Um, so I you know I I literally do um, with every client that I engage with um, every you know initiative that I that I sort of put out there into the world. Um, I really kind of check it against: is this a vehicle, an opportunity? Um, for me to, you know, to, to play full out. I mean, that's, that's truly it. Um, and, you know, and, and when I work with clients, it's not typically how I describe it to them, right. That we want them to play full out, but it's really this, this sense of clarity. Yes. And alignment, right. Um, because if they don't have alignment within their company around this compelling magnetic, big mission, then they're not, you know, they're either not going to get to where they're going or if they do, it's just going to be a sort of a blase result because their why wasn't big enough in the first place. Mm. Um, so that's really what, what kind of fuels me. Wow. Excellent. I love that. So your, so your personal one is say your personal one again. Uh, see, I don't know if I'm going to say it the, the same way. No, uh, you know, it's, it's really just living a, as, as big of a life as I can and sharing my gifts with the world. Yeah. Okay. Which is what, which is what you're, you're doing now. And, uh, and it's, it's, you're, you're sharing your gifts, you're sharing your insights, your knowledge and uh, all that. And that's brilliant. And I love that. Um, well, thank you for time just goes by. Thank you for being on the show, Claire. Um, now I know you've written two books and I'd like you to share a little bit about those books um, sure. and also how people can get in touch with you. Uh, that would be really great if you could do that. Excellent. Well, the, the most recent book, which came out earlier this year, uh, I co-wrote with uh, my good friend, Ben Baker, um, and it is called Leading Beyond a Crisis, a conversation about what's next. Um, as you can probably tell by the title, it is heavily informed by this global pandemic that we are living alongside of, um, but it really provides leaders with um, some, some insights and some um, conversation starters, really, about how to do some of the things we've, we've just been talking about, right? How to keep, um, you know, not just sane, <laughs> but sustained and moving yeah. forward, you know, as a, as a team and as a business. So that came out earlier this year. Um, my earlier book, which came out a couple of years ago, is called The Whirlpool Effect. And that is uh, really written to, um, it speaks to leaders who are struggling a bit with, finding their way and, and really building the business of their dreams. Um, and it's largely because of factors completely within their own control. Um, so that book kind of speaks to the, the, the shift in mindset that leaders really need to have to get to what's next. Okay. Uh, so you, uh, anyone in your audience who is interested in those books, they are available on Amazon. Um, you will also find links to them on my website, which is clairechandler.net. Um, that's the best place to go to, to learn more about me, um, to hear podcasts like this that I've been on and, and great conversations like the one we're having. Um, and there's a there's a bunch of uh, free resources on there that leaders can go and download and uh, immediately apply to bring more value to their business. Brilliant, Claire. Well, well, we'll put that all in the show notes so people can just click on it and, and find you and, and connect with you. And I encourage people to connect with you, uh, whether on LinkedIn or, or through your websites. Uh, Thank you for today. Really appreciate your candid conversation and uh, yeah, wishing you very well. Thank you, Julian. It has been an absolute pleasure. If you like this episode, then please do subscribe, do share with your friends 
and do check out other episodes in the series. If you're looking for support and help in your organization to create a resilient culture, then please do get in contact with me on julianrobertsconsulting.com. Thank you.